All right. Happy Thursday night. It is another great episode of the Blake Gibbs Show. I'm glad to be here on this Thursday night. It's been raining all day here in the QC. So, hey, but, you know, it is what it is. It's fight week. We're not letting anything get us down. UFC 247 in Houston. The light heavyweight champion John Jones versus the number one contender, the undefeated Dominic Reyes. And then, of course, one of the pound-for-pound best women's fighters in the world. Probably the second best pound-for-pound women's fighter in the world. Valentino Shoshinsky, or Shoshinsko, dude me, takes on Caitlin Chuchagin in an interesting matchup. So, joining me tonight in the preview show, I promised it two weeks ago that he would be on. And, it's, and he's telling me he has not just the prediction for the year, but the prediction of the decade. Is my main man, my Florida guy, Art. What's going on, bro? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. It's, uh, it's funny you say that it's raining all day in Charlotte because it's been, like, crazy windy here. It's nuts. Uh, this was outside a little bit, walking the dog. And it's, uh, it's really windy. But, uh, you know, it's fitting for the weekend we're about to have. You know, Ark, I have been, uh, you know, it's been going on since this fight was announced. You have come up with this prediction. And, you know, you've, you've told everybody this is going to happen. You're, you're, you're saying it, it's going to be it. And you know what's crazy, man? What is very crazy is that the last time the UFC, I think, had a big, big title fight in Houston, Matt Sarah knocked out George St. Pierre in a fight, in a, in a matchup that no one thought would ever happen. Ooh. So I'm just saying that was one of the things that happened at UFC 69. Matt Sarah won the Ultimate Fighter comeback. He got the title shot against the pound-for-pound best in the world at the time, George St. Pierre, who was on a roll. And GSP got caught and knocked out in the first round. So, does luck strike twice? We will definitely, definitely get into that, and we're going to hear Arch's prediction. But first, let's get into the uh, just a quick rundown of the UFC news this week. I'm sure, Arch, you've already known this. We, we kind of figured this was coming. The announcement Dana made, July is the target date. For the Nigerian Nightmare versus Gamebred. Kumar Usman defending his belt against the BMF champ, Jorge Mazadov. Ark, are you stoked or not? I'm super pumped for this fight. I mean, it's the fight I wanted. Everyone was calling for Connor and uh, Masvidal. I, I don't think that not that fight yet, should happen. Not yet, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. They got to have – they got to run it back. They got to run it with uh, – not run it back. They got to run it uh, with uh, Usman and Masvidal. That's the fight to make. Usman's already beat all the top guys in the top five for welterweight, and um, Masvidal is the last one he has to beat to clear out the top five, even though he beat pretty much the top five before he had the belt, um, with the exception of Willie and Colby. But, uh, yeah, this is the fight to make. I think that this is uh, – it's going to be a good fight, man. It's going to be a good fight. The buildup's going to be great. You can see that already uh, after what happened at Radio Row this past weekend. So uh, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. Yeah, you know, I was kind of uh, – I mean, I was disappointed. Like, I mean – did you see Dana's comments where he said they were acting like idiots? Did you see that? Like when he was like, oh, both of them were acting like idiots when they were doing that, this and that. But I'm like, Dana, this is good, good buildup. I guess he was all pissed because it was like at the Super Bowl and stuff. And he was like, they were supposed to be there like representing the UFC bro, or bro. something. But he's like, bro. he was all upset about it. I'm like, what? Like, dude. Listen, listen, don't look yourself into a shoot, brother. Okay. He's happy that they're doing this. All right. It's the biggest <laughs> weekend in media. And he has two guys who are arguably the top five biggest like names in the, in the, the company, I'd say. Usman is getting it. Masvidal is number two, I believe, behind Connor. Um, no, no, no. I'd say 
I'd say Connor one. I'd say Izzy two. Uh, Izzy two and three. Masvidal. I mean, you could either or. And I think Usman is climbing up there after uh, maybe getting a little bit of the steam from Colby Covington after the last fight. But uh, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna just add to the buildup of uh, the fight of the summer with uh, Masvidal and Usman. I think that, that, that you, Dana, Dana's happy, dude. Dana's you, happy, bro. Do you see Usman a bigger name than uh, Diaz, Nate? Nah, nah, not really, Nate. Nah, I can't say that. So he's, he's so Nate. he's still got to still kind of build it up. But I think he can. Yeah. He has the potential too. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he has he the can. potential. I mean, well, you know, his personality. There's a whole country behind him. I mean, I'm sure that Africa. I'm sure he's a. He's gonna be like. I think that's why he's like Khabib and Izzy because he'll have like a whole nation behind him. You know what I mean? Like all of Africa is probably watching him. So. He, he he has the he has also he has the chance him and because him and uh, Nganu are like amazing fighters they could bring an event to Africa for the first time so I could see it happening you know that would be that yeah that would be epic that would be so huge for uh, mixed martial arts in the UFC if that was to happen so uh, I won't get in too much detail of course everybody has heard that's actually my most listened to podcast so far was the Usman and uh, Jorge segment that I did last uh earlier this week so check that out on the podcast on apple podcast spotify or anchor just look up the blake gibbs show and that's definitely on there so i won't get into much detail of course you know our we're probably going to talk about that fight the next few months leading up to it so one thing i want to get into man the welterweight division to me right now seems it's the most competitive and it's got so much going on in it with the names that are that are in it you know so well let's talk about this first before we get into uh who I want to talk about next. What did you think about, did you see Leon Edwards' uh, interview, his prediction? He's going to KO Woodley Stiff. He said it's the toughest fight of his career. He knows that, but he said it's in his country. He's going to go out there for his people, represent, and he's going to KO T-Wood, man. What do you think? I think he's confident. He has to be, man. This, this is, uh, he's, he's won like, what, eight fights in a row? So he, he thinks he can walk through Woodley. Woodley didn't look that good in his last fight. Uh, he, I think Edwards definitely put up a better fight against Usman than Woodley did, um, but he's confident. Uh, I mean, I would be too. T, uh, T Wood is right. T Wood's. Der- he's durable, man. He could take a shot though, man. He can, he can. But I mean, uh, Edwards has every uh, right to think that he's going to win the fight. I mean, well, he should. I, I he's he's got to be confident. Yeah. He's going into England. I mean, it, dude. He, if yeah, he's not, court. I mean. Look how confident Till was going into Liverpool before he got, you know, before game break. I was just going to say that. But I mean, I don't know, man. I I like the confidence with it, but I'm going the opposite. I think T Wood finishes in one, man. I mean, just the Woodley, the way he's been training, he's been working out in uh, Thailand at AKA Muay Thai with Mike Swick. And uh, it looks like he's preparing for a striking match, man. I mean, he looks like he's going to try to keep it standing, go for a quick finish and make a statement that, hey, I'm still the top guy in this division. I want Usman, Kobe, you know, Jorge. It doesn't matter, man. I want the belt. So man, I'm I'm predicting a a Woodley finish, but I like the confidence from Edwards. Man, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know me, I'm a Woodley guy. Uh, I love Woodley, but I, I think I think he Woodley looks like he's dude. He's in he's in like Thailand, dude. Like he's training with people that are it's the, you know, the world like capital of Muay Thai, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's he's coming. He's coming. He's coming for Edwards, and I I don't think. I think the wrestling will cancel each other out because Edwards is a good grappler, but there's no way in hell LeBritt's going to outgrapple a Woodley dude. I'm all, sorry. All American, all American Missouri, baby. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see that happening. So, uh, um, I mean, say what you want, but Willie, <laughs> Willie tra- Willie's trained with Ben Askren, dude. And Ben Askren is a phenomenal grappler. I know uh, Masvidal destroyed him, but I'm just saying, like, grappling wise, his training and regimen 
it'll cancel each other out with uh, Edwards, and they'll they'll have a good war. But uh, I, I think I think Willie's gonna. Yeah, I think if, if it stays on, if, if it Willie. stays on the feet, I mean, you got to go T Wood, you know. Yeah, yeah. Willie, Willie seems more uh, focused too now. I'm sure he's he's he lost his belt, man. He wants his belt back. He had more title defenses than Max Holloway did, and people seem to forget that. But so we'll be reminded uh, March 21st. <laughs> I cannot wait. We will definitely uh, we will talk more about that fight uh, as it gets closer. Um, now I want to jump into it. Uh, it's the first time in about a month and a half. In my opinion, the <laughs> the most interesting, maybe the best character going in mixed martial arts right now. Now we know Connor. Connor's the most. Connor's the most fascinating person, I think, just because it's it's Connor McGregor and how big the name and the brand of Connor McGregor is. Colby Covington came back on the Ariel Hawani show the first time since UFC 245 when he lost against Kamar Usman for the welterweight title. Um, and Art in classic Colby fashion, he went on the air and cut a <laughs> Colby Covington wrestling one-on-one promo and honestly i think this guy is gaining more and more fans my man what, what do you what do you what's your take on it i mean yeah it's funny because it's like you said it's a it's a double turn i think with him and usman because i wanted <laughs> usman i wanted usman to win and then but watching the fight i was like man this dude's fighting we thought his jaw was broken and he uh uh he had a good performance honestly real quick it reminded me when we talked about double turn and wrestling stand it reminded me when it was bret hart for stone cold and it was the turn yeah. where everyone got behind Stone Cold when he was like, it looked like he was like getting really beat up and all bloody, and everyone started yeah. going for him and then booed like the the really good guy. <laughs> because the thing is, is Colby, uh, uh, like his political views, I'm sure he is a Trump supporter, but he's just turning it up to like uh, to a ten, you know what I mean? And I think he's people hate him. People, everyone hates Colby Covington. People have to hate him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I like that. Like, I like that he's, he's like that because he even said he wants to be the most hated. He, he wants to be the most hated. He even said that on Ariel Hawani's show. And he was, he was on fire, man, with that promo on, on Monday. He was talking about – he was going after Mark Goddard, going after Usman, going after the rest of the welterweights. Like, it was, it was, a, good, it was a good interview, man. It was really good. And uh, it was funny because the way, I just, it's so funny because the way he just talks to, he, he ups, he ups Ariel so much when they, whatever they interview, it's so funny to watch because everyone just should hate Woodley, but, or not Woodley, uh, Covington, but he's, he was, it, it was, a, it was a good interview, man. It was the stuff he was saying, the nicknames he comes up with people are hilarious. Calling him Mark, no good Goddard. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I mean, it, I mean, Goddard's been around a while, and he, he's a he's a really good ref, man. But did you see afterwards, like after Colby was on the show, like everyone started like retweeting and like tweeting him out, and he like started posting like he posts like an Instagram post and like a Twitter post talking about hey, we're all human and like this and that. And I was like, there's no way that Colby really got that much heat on this guy <laughs> that he had to really go out and like acknowledge it and post it, bro. <laughs> Well, well, I think didn't Mark, isn't Mark Goddard the ref that uh, Connor came in the ring and like pushed or whatever? Yes, yes, that was yeah, about yeah. two years ago, back in 2017. Yeah, and there was something else that happened with Goddard that doesn't come to my mind right now, but I think there was another issue with him. But um, you know, it's 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 funny. Willie, or uh, why do I keep saying Willie? Covington definitely took a cha- uh, a page in a Chael Sonnen's book, and he had he had the loss. But he turned it. He used it to his advantage. You know what I mean? He played it right. He was saying like putting the heat. He took the heat off him and put it on Mark Goddard. You know what I'm saying? He he had good points too, talking about how 
when he he kicked Usman in the balls, it looked like at first everyone thought that, but he didn't. It stand, the replay showed he kicked him in the lower abdomen, or uh, Colby said he kicked him in the liver. So that would knock the win out of somebody. So the ref stops it, takes the momentum away from Colby. Also, when he poked him in the eye, he did poke him in the left eye, but then he said it was his right eye or whatever whatever it was, you know, and that stopped the fight again. So <laughs> and, and and the, even with the knockdown with the knockdown in the, in the uh. In the last round, he said he slipped on a banana peel. He didn't say he got rocked. He just he, – he worked with it. You know what I mean? And and it's 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 going to work in his favor because yeah, when they and, fight again, I mean, this stuff. And when you, uh, you know, you look at it and then, I mean, a lot of people even still say it. I mean, I, I think you we, we went back and rewatched it. And, you, you know, you say the stoppage could be early, and a lot of people actually said that. You know what I mean? So he's got people – going that route with him so like you said when the next fight if that when they eventually meet and Usman even said it you know he's he says that you know I think sometime down the road me and Colby Covington are going to meet again um obviously there's not going to be an immediate rematch but you know Colby was coming for and he was he was just working that saying that you know Usman's a fake and you know this and that and uh he can't be he can't be happy with the win and all this kind of stuff so of course playing the heat and getting it you know turning it up but um yeah, man, I really see, like, and I think Ariel even said it, too, like, man, you know, I announced that this guy's going to be on the on the podcast, and then Ariel said, like, 90% of his comments and, like, reaction was, like, everyone's like, oh, heck yeah, you know, Colby's back on, hell yeah, this and that, so it's like, man, it's, it's, you know, as it's, it's Colby built a, like, a strong fan base, like you said, I mean, he might always be hated because he turns the political views up and he works that into his character, but it seems like yeah. he's also built, you know, a strong fan base out of, you know, hardcore fight fans. Yeah, I mean, you, you know my views on uh, the president, and I, I, I like Colby, so it, it, it's working. I mean, for me, it worked. Uh, I'm a fan of his now. Um, I, have a, I have an idea for Colby that I want to ask you real quick because it's uh, – it just occurred to me right now. I'm, I have the ESPN Plus on in the background, and um, if Connor fights Justin Gaethje next, okay? Yeah. What do you think about Nate Diaz versus Colby? That was actually a thing. I saw a poll. It was on um, on MMA Point on a IG website that I follow, and they, they that was that was something they put up. They said, "Who would you like to see?" Uh, if no, they said that if Nick Diaz was to return, who would you like to see him fight? And it was Mazadoff, Colby Covington, GS. There was like it was just different, and Colby was on there. And then somebody started a topic. They started a trend where they said. Hell yeah, they're like, yo, let's get Colby versus Nate 170. And then everyone started like kind of going with that. We're saying, like, man, that'd be great. That'd be great. Because you have Nate who's all like, you know, yeah. whatever. And then you have Colby who would turn the heat up on it and really, you know, cut promo yeah. and make it really interesting and entertaining. And then I think it could make for an interesting fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, because uh when Nate fought Pettis, it was at 170, correct? Yeah, Nate's last two fights were at 170. No, excuse yeah, me. No, no, so, no, his last four fights were at 170 because he fought the two yeah, fights with so, Connor at 170. Yeah, so I think that would actually be really good, dude. I, I would. I mean, I think Colby would win ultimately, but I would love to see that fight, dude. That would be a phenomenal fight. Well, that I mean, Colby, Colby's gunning for you know Usman and and, Gamber, and Jorge. I mean, he's he's going for those two guys. I mean, that's those are the two fights that he wants. But obviously, it's not going to be the immediate rematch. And obviously, we don't see he has to come back and get a win for him to get the next title shot. I, I honestly think, you know, what do you think about the uh, what do you think about Mike calling him out on UFC Fight Night after Raleigh? He's like, Colby, I want you in July. I mean, I I don't I don't think he's there for 
I, I mean, I think he can fight a guy in the top. Like, what do you think, man? Him fighting Colby, though? Colby's top three in the division, man. I like it. I mean, Kiesa looks really good at 170. Yes. Um, How would he do against Colby? Yeah, he does. He looks, he looks big. He looks really big. I mean, you're not going to – I mean, I, obviously, I think I think Colby and Usman are so far ahead of everybody else at welterweight that I don't think it, I don't think it would be a close fight. But I, I do like that Kiesa called him out because Kiesa has looked good at 170. Um, last, I think it's like a second or third time fighting. Third, yeah, it's so, third fight at one set. He's won three fights in a row yeah. there. And he stepped up. He fought, he yeah. fought RDA, who is, I mean, granted, he's a veteran and he'd been around for a while. It, it, Former champion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a good win for him to kind of put his hat on. I just don't know if it's if you can step him up against, like, Colby next. You know, I'm thinking maybe like a, like a I, Wonder Boy maybe or Robbie Lawler, the guys that are ranked. Yeah, like, I was The guys just... that are ranked like seven or eight. Before you start going, yeah, I was thinking either. He's still ranked number. He's ranked number one, right behind uh, one or two, right behind Usman, him and Woodley. Yeah, and I, well, I, I was thinking what what they'll do is if also too if Edwards if Woodley beats Edwards, I can see Edwards versus Kiesa happening. Well, I w- I um, was actually thinking that if Woodley, I, I was thinking the loser of Woodley Edwards would fight Colby. I think they only do that fight if Woodley loses. I don't think they'll do Edwards versus Colby. That would be pretty cool. It'd be like UK versus USA kind of thing. Yeah, it, but well, I think, well, if, I, if, I, honestly though, if T Wood goes in there and T Wood absolutely just you know puts on a phenomenal performance and, and takes him out, kind of like similar to what he did to Darren Till, I think you have to let T Wood you know run it back and get the rematch with whoever wins between Kamar and uh, and Gamebred. I mean, I know Gamebred and Woodley are. They're good. I get they're good buddies and they're cool. But I mean, so we're. I mean, hell, Colby and what and Gamebred lived together for three, four years. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, honestly, I think if the belt's in the way, I mean, I really think. Uh, and I, I, you know, honestly, man, I, I mean, me and you always talked about seeing Jorge fight uh, Woodley, and I mean, I would definitely would. I would love to see Woodley run it back with Usman and see him get try to get that rematch. I, I think that that's where it could end up happening. I think I, I could see that happening with Willie if he beats Edwards. Because Ed, Edwards, if Edwards wins this fight, he's going to fight for the title. Well, I, I mean, honestly, I think the winner – the only time I, I – if, if, if Jorge wins, then and, – and if Connor wins his next fight, whether it's that one set or whatever it is, right, it seems like that, that's potentially there. But I think for Connor to fight Jorge for the belt – Connor's got to fight again at 170, and it, the only fight at 170 I see him fighting is either Nate or if Gaethje moves up to 170, like John Cavanaugh was saying. I don't see Gaethje making that jump, though, to 170 because then he has potential to lose his title shot at 155. It, it's, bro, it's so, like, it's so crazy, man. Like, he'll there's do, so much scenarios. He'll do it for the money. Oh, well, obviously. He'll do it for I red panty night. But you got to think, though. You know who his manager is. He'll, he'll still do it for the for the for the red penny night, bro. So he'll t- I, he'll, t- he'll, t- he'll tell he'll tell his manager yeah. Ali and be like, "Hey, man, I'll give up the title shot to go." Ali around. wants to fight. Ali told. Uh, Ali oh, said, I thought like, I thought I thought beat. Ali didn't want uh, any of his guys fighting Connor no. right now. No, he said Ali, if you want to fight uh, Khabib, Connor, you got to fight Justin Gaethje. He said that. I saw oh, that because I thought he was saying like, "Yo, give uh, Khabib a hundred million," and then they were saying like, and then Ali's like, "No." I'm, None of my guys. We're not going to give McGregor the attention. You know, he was just hating on him, kind of thing. Nah, that that, that come on, bro. But when, when uh, <laughs> oh my god, I was going to say something, but Khabib will end up. The rematch will happen. Dana will open the checkbook, bro. But I, uh, I wait a minute. We'll go down that hole later because we're uh, forgetting. Yeah, we're forget, we're, 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 getting we're forgetting about El Kenkui. <laughs> yeah, we're getting off topic. Yeah, here. we'll um, save that. All right, all right. So. 
Everybody, if you haven't, let me plug it. Go go listen to my man, Ariel. Go listen to the interview with Colby Covington. Be entertained. If you hate Colby, continue hating him. If you love him, continue, you know, keep loving him. If he makes you a fan like he, you know, turned me and Ark into fans the night of the fight, just go ahead and listen to it. It's amazing. It's cool. If you're an old-school wrestling fan, you'll like the promo. He really works it like Ark was saying before. So that is that. Ark, let's move on. UFC 247 this weekend. It's fight week. I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. I've been talking about this. Now, when this fight was announced, I know I wasn't very excited. I, I knew it was deserving for Dominic Reyes, but I wasn't – I was like, oh, okay, Jones is great. Reyes is just good. I don't see how Reyes has a chance. You know, fast forward a couple more months. I talk to you. You come out of nowhere with, like, a crazy prediction at, like, one or two in the morning and say, like, Reyes in two. And I, I – at first, I had like, I had to take it back, and I'm like, "What?" And I was like, "What? Wait, what was?" I was like, "What are you saying, man?" You're like, "Reyes in two, man. He wins this in two. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so then I've been telling everybody, listeners of the podcast, I, I've been telling people, "Man, my guy Ark is going with Dominic Reyes and two rounds to finish John Jones to win the title." And everybody's like, "What?" They're like, yo, your man's crazy. Is he, is he for sure on that? Is he for sure on that? And you say it, man. You say you are for sure. And you were saying that when you predict this right, you were going to make the prediction of not the year, but the new decade. So, Ark, yeah. are you sticking? And I'm going to win some money, too. You... <laughs> it's Thursday. It's Thursday. You have two days. Weigh-ins are tomorrow. And then we have the fight on Saturday. Now, this is your chance. Are you still locking in the pick? Dominic Reyes in two rounds to win the title. Reyes in two. I got to hear it. All right. There's his prediction, everybody. You heard it. Raisin two. Let me hear. And the reason. Okay. The reason why I'm picking this fight is John Jones has been in top of the light uh, light heavyweight uh, division for the past nine years. Since February 2011 is when he beat Shogun, uh, Mauricio Shogun Hua for the title. Okay. Now, we all know John's story, the ups, the downs, all that good stuff. Okay. Since. His, what was it, like a second suspension? And then he, when he came back to fight DC and then the whole Pigo Grand debacle with Gustafson, all that stuff, okay? And the last, let's say, like four fights, he only looked good against Gustafson the second time they fought. Now, granted, he beat Gustafson despite, uh, decisively, but he kicked him in the nuts, and then he took him down, and then he finished him, okay? Gustafson, he, is, he didn't look the same. He's been in some wars, so that aside. His last, let's see... Two fights were against Anthony Smith and then Tiago Santos. <laughs> Tiago Santos, a judge gave the fight to Tiago Santos. Tiago Santos was missing both his legs, essentially. He had two, he had like a, a blow of ACL, MCL on both knees. And John fought extremely conservatively against Tiago and won. He, he, the judges gave it to him. I thought Tiago was winning the fight, but the judges, obviously, they chose John Jones. Now, John Jones has been on top for nine years, okay? He's looking for what's next. He's looking past Dominic Reyes. Everyone is. Online, everyone's looking past him. But Dominic Reyes is the toughest fight for John Jones since D.C., the second time him and D.C. fought. And the reason why I think that is because Dominic Reyes is a bigger opponent than John Jones. John Jones hasn't fought, uh, hasn't fought anyone that's bigger than him uh, since – uh, Anthony Smith, he struggled. He didn't finish him. He did beat him, but he didn't finish him. 
He also struggled the first time he fought Gustafson. He did struggle, and he was overlooking Gustafson. John Jones is too worried about Israel and Stipe and all the he- and the heavyweight the heavyweight division. He's looking past Dominic Reyes. I am predicting that Dominic Reyes KOs John Jones in the second round of this fight. The first round they will feel each other out. Dominic Reyes is an aggressive fighter. He's going to come out looking to finish John Jones. He's not going to sit back and wait and let John Jones pull an Anderson Silva and, and, and watch him and then pick him apart. He's not going to do that. He's going to attack John Jones. And if you've watched John Jones fight the last two times, he's fought very conservatively. He has. And Reyes is going to come at him. And, he, and Reyes hits hard. Watch his knockout against OSP. Watch his knockout against Chris Weidman. Good God, Weidman hasn't been the same. Weidman's a, a former champion. I am predicting, and I'm sticking to it, Dominic Reyes is going to shock the world. And he is a plus 350 favorite on, on the Odd Shark right now on the website. If you want to make some money, bet on Dominic Reyes. I know that everyone thinks I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, this is the way this stuff works. It's, never gonna, it's not going to be the big guy, the big-name guy that finishes John Jones. It's going to be the guy that nobody expects him to. Everybody's making jokes about Dominic Reyes, saying that he's an athlete, saying this, or the whole athlete remark, all that bullshit. It doesn't matter, dude. All it takes is one left from Dominic Reyes, and John Jones is going to go out. I'm telling you right now. It is going to happen, and when it does, it's going to be a glorious, glorious day. Wow. So, okay. <clears throat> Man, that was um, dude, speaking with a lot of confidence right there. Ark is confident in Dominic Reyes, everybody. I mean, hey, at first when he texted it to me a few months ago, I thought he was just joking, but he has stuck with this since, since the announcement. He is going with Reyes in two. John, dude, John has not looked the same, dude. He has not. Everyone watching John Jones' last fights knows that. And people are going to say, oh, he's regressing, blah, 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 blah. Or, or he, he just isn't uh, as uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? He isn't as uh, excited for the fights. He isn't taking it seriously. That's not the case, dude. These fighters are just getting better. He, and when you're on top for so long, when you're on top for so long, you're going you're gonna to take it, uh, your foot off the gas a little bit. It's going to happen, okay? It is going to happen. John Jones hasn't looked the same since USADA. I'm sorry. He hasn't. The only time he looked good was against Gustafson the second time. All right? I'm telling you right now. Ray isn't too. Ray isn't too. <laughs> I mean, hey, if it happens, I will be shocked with everybody else. And you know, if it does happen, I mean, hey, it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, it's going to, sh- it would shake, you know, everything up at that point. You know what I'm saying? It'd be kind of like, man, if he was to knock out, I, I did see on the panel last night, they did the challengers panel. Reyes did say if he was to win, he would give him an immediate rematch. Honestly, if John was to lose and get knocked out like that, I think that'd just be in his head forever, man. I don't know if he could recover. Kind of like Anderson after the leg break. Anderson mm-hmm. has never really been the same. You know, he's always kind of fight hesitant. He's not really the same Anderson Silva. So it might be. Well, also, you don't know. You don't know how John's going to react if he loses, man. You don't know how it's going to. People yeah, react I mean, differently when they lose. John's been good for the past since he was what? He won the title at twenty three. I mean, twenty two, twenty three. Uh, yeah, he was twenty three years old, youngest champ ever, twenty three, man. Yeah, so I'm telling Nine you. Nine years I ago, yeah, that, he's 32 now, man. Yeah, yeah, so. And I mean, every dog, think, every dog has his day. Gotta, every dog has his day, bro. You got to think. I mean, uh, we saw, hey, you saw what happened to Ronda after the head kick when Holly beat her. She came back, tried to fight Amanda, and got starched in like a minute. Brock, same thing. Brock got hit in the face by Carwin. He reacted that way. And then, you know, ever since then, after Kane beat him, I mean, it was kind of like, they don't, you know, it's just a reaction, man. So. You know, hey, I will be shocked with everything else. Now, I, I went with my pick. I said 
I'm going John Jones, third round. I think it's going to be a rear naked choke. I am going this way because, as you said, I like your pick. The first round, I think you said they're going to feel each other out. I don't really see – now, I have this broken down two different ways. If Dom is going to win, Dominic has to put pressure on John Jones. It's the same thing we always said about beating Anderson Silva or beating Israel Adesanya. You cannot let these guys sit back. They're long, lengthy, dangerous strikers. They fill you out the first few minutes and let you get into it. Remember the fight with Israel and Calvin last year when Calvin caught him early in the first round and stunned him and rocked him? You have to fight that way against these guys. You got to put them on their bike, backpedaling, coming. You got to come forward and you got to strike with them. You can't sit back and let John Jones dictate the fight. Gustafson did that. Anthony Smith did that. Tiago won the first round of their fight. The second round is when he when he had the leg injuries is when he just went kind of downhill. But if you look at the first round against him and uh, excuse me, Tiago and John, Tiago was hurt. He was clipping him. He was clipping him, man. Lost a lot of power when you tear your ACLs, obviously. But mm-hmm. you know, Gustafson, Anthony Smith, when John fought them, they kind of were on their they kind of were back. Pe- I mean, they they didn't they let John fight his fight. I mean, they didn't really put pressure on him. They kind of stepped back in the pocket. Really didn't do much to beat. John Jones, you just have to have have to come forward. And a quote that I love to say that I think Dominic Reyes' mindset should be is that Dominic Reyes has nothing to lose. John Jones has everything to lose in this fight. Dominic Reyes needs to come forward and fight and put the pressure on John Jones. Try to clip him, get him hurt, put him in a situation that he's never really been in and see how he reacts to it. And And you could be right. He might shock the world if he clips him. Now, I've watched all the you know the countdowns, everything leading up to it. I've seen John Jones' interviews, and he's saying that he's going to come in. He's going to press the action forward. He's going to look. He's going to mix things up from striking, takedowns. He's going to play. A, he's going to be a complete overall fighter. It's hard. It's hard to go against that because I know how talented he is. You know, minus all the USADA and everything else that's happened. I mean, I feel that he is the better overall fighter than Dominic. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I think he used. I think just like you said, the last couple fights he really hasn't. We haven't really seen the John Jones like we used to. This and that. Besides Gustafson, I mean, he he worked that fight. I kind of see this fight going that way. If Dom does not put pressure on, if John if Dom gets in there, freezes up in the big moment, his first title fight fighting against John Jones, kind of has those jitters. I I I kind of I, I see that you know more happening. But I mean, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, you know, either one of the guys. I'm just hoping for a good fight. I'm very, very interested because I'm, I'm one of the guys all week that is saying that if Reyes can put the pressure and he can do it and he can catch John Jones, I can see him beating John Jones. He's a big, big athletic guy, right? I don't like all the, you know, the smear comments. Everyone's like dogging him because, oh, he's uh, he was an IT specialist and he was like this. They're like kind of like cracking on him, but he seems like a humble, chill dude. Like he's not really like, he's not really talking. I mean, he's just saying that, you know, John has a lot of insecurities and, you know, he doesn't look confident. I mean, he's not like talking like cringy crap. You know what I mean? Like he's not like really coming off like a douchebag at all. Or it seems like, you know, John's kind of, you know, he's calling him a clown and he's like, you know, really dogging, like just dissing Dominic Reyes. And I'm like, man, I mean, Reyes isn't really. really... John doesn't take him seriously. That's, <laughs> That's why he's going to win. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Hey, if it if it happens, I will be the first to uh, I mean shout you out, man. And uh, there'll be a lot of people, I guess, 
hitting you up, man, saying, Ark, man, congrats, you were right, you know? People are going to hit me up either way. Either <laughs> I'm going to get it rubbed on my face. That he, because I think the way John, if John's going to win this fight, he's going to take him down and, and like, just wrestle. That's right. I, 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 he doesn't that's have a... I, uh, I, see it. I mean, I know, I know, I know yeah. he's got... Reyes has has a wrestling pedigree background, but it's not a John Jones type wrestling pedigree. I don't. It's yeah. not as good. Or I don't think he can stuff John's takedown. I mean, and I don't see him if John's relentless. We're relentless with it. If he's coming forward and really shooting for takedowns, I don't see it a situation where it's like, all right, you know, I don't. I maybe maybe Dominic can stuff like the initial first one because he's just an athletic guy and he's big. I don't know if he'd be able to stop. You know, if John comes at him with four or five takedown shots, I don't know if he'd be able to stuff that, but. I mean, hey, honestly, man, I'm excited. I wasn't very excited for the fight, but the trash talk, the build-up to it, and then, of course, you talk, you on, like, every social media platform saying Ray is into and getting so many people just wound <laughs> up about it, I absolutely love, and it's got me so excited for this fight on Saturday, man. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, it's funny because I really, if I didn't think this, I wouldn't really care about this card because I, I just, I don't know, man. It's... <laughs> John Jones is so good that he's he, he really hasn't been in an exciting fight since probably the second DC fight because they like hate each other so much and then I mean he knocked him out like the second round or whatever but yeah it was got still a third like, round head kick yeah okay yeah but like the fight that, that was there it was good there was, was, was there was rounds competitive yeah yeah it was a competitive fight and um and then the other the last ones he really didn't um it really wasn't that exciting I mean the Smith one he he did beat Smith uh. He just couldn't put him away, and I think John kind of got frustrated that he couldn't put the, put him away. And then he probably trained his ass off to fight Santos. And I really think if Santos's knees were were fine, I think he would have he would have finished John Jones too. Because John John also I think John is in his in his mindset. He does if it's going it's going to be a five round fight, right? He doesn't want to take him down and wrestle him because then that's a, a better if he can survive the wrestling that's a better chance that he's going to get tired because wrestling is, you get more tired wrestling than you do with striking. I agree. So, so I think that's what was happening in that last fight. So I just, I have a feeling, bro. I just do because with Holly Holm and Rhonda, it was like this. No one gave Holly Holm a chance, right? With uh, Chris Weidman and Anderson Silva, nobody gave him a chance. Think of the, like the Holly Holm had a a name because she was a, 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 like a really good kickboxer, but uh, Chris Weidman didn't really, he was just a wrestler. You know what I mean? He was not, he was, he was nothing. And he, and he finished Silva. Granted, Silva acted like an idiot and was co- overconfident. But watch a John Jones interview and tell me he's not cocky and confident. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just, I know people will think I'm crazy. If I could, uh, you know what I mean? I could get my face rubbed in on Saturday and John starches him. That could happen. That won't surprise me. But this is a fight that I just, I think it's John's time. I think it's John's time to go to sleep. I really do. And I'm not talking picograms, baby. <laughs> I mean, hey, two other upsets that people were um, shocked by. TJ Dillashaw versus Hendon Burrell. When TJ mm-hmm. when TJ finished him and knocked him out, TJ was a huge underdog in that fight. And let's not forget about it. The last time, hey, when a big title fight was in Houston, I don't, I want to say it, Matt Serra versus George St. Pierre, it still says one of the biggest upsets in UFC history. I still, I would put that over Ronda and Holly, just because Holly had the kickboxing background, and we all knew kind of like, you know, Ronda was shaky standing up, and if he could keep it standing, she might be able to get beat. But GSP versus Matt Sarah, he cleans him in like the mm-hmm. first round. He like knocks him out, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah. 
Hey man, you know what's another one? You know another one? Another one that I love that that you know, no one gave him a chance and everyone thought it was over. Luke Rockhold and Michael Bisping, baby. <laughs> hey, you know what? I want to go on record as saying that I picked Rockhold to win that fight, but I told everybody that do not sleep on Michael Bisping. He's a veteran. He's a hell of a counter striker, and well, Rockhold just. He stands up. He fights with his hands down and his chin up. I don't. He's never. I don't know. Luke's never recovered. I don't know what's going on. <sighs> <laughs> well, so Art, or he's got it locked in. He's going Reyes in two. He's going Reyes in two. That's the prediction, everybody. Um, if Reyes wins, hey, I would be. I would be ecstatic too. You know, if he does somehow pull the upset up, I think it'd be phenomenal. For the sport, we're in the ESPN era now. That would be crazy. And honestly, man, it'd be good for the UFC because it'd build a new star. Exactly. And I'll be wearing I'll be wearing my Reyes shirt when I fly up to Charlotte. Oh! We're gonna see you, Norm. I know you. I know you're listening to me, Norm. We're coming up there, and I'm gonna come see you. And I'm gonna wear my uh, for the next Connor fight. I'm gonna have my Reyes shirt on, baby. <laughs> all right. Let's get into the uh, all right the co-main event. So we got Valentina. She's defending the title against um, Caitlin Chuchagan. All right. Now, <laughs> this one's another one, Ark, where it's another big underdog versus the heavy favorite champion, man. I- I'm going Valentina mm-hmm. inside two rounds. That's no disrespect to Caitlin. I-, I just think, man, Valentina's on a whole other level, man. That's-, that's just my opinion. She is. I think that with her, I think she has the farthest – gap in the UFC between the champions and the contenders. I agree. In her division. In her division, I think. I think Amanda, you can make that argument too, but I think Amanda, uh, the last fight, she struggled a little, a little bit to, to beat Jermaine Durandamy. Um, but I, I I just think that Valentina <laughs> has such a uh, such a far uh, lead over the rest of that division. And after what happened to Jessica I, man, like, I, I just don't see anyone beating Valentina, dude. Well, like, I mean... Yeah, I, Valentina, like you said, I think her her division is not the it's it's not the deepest. Um, that's why I think a lot of people are still asking her to have the you know the the super fights. You know, maybe run it back again with Amanda, or you know what I mean. Kind of they want to have her do bigger fights, but she still has the fights in the division. The only, the way I see Caitlyn winning this fight is it kind of reminds me of she has to kind of pull a Frankie Edgar BJ Penn back in the day, and then, of course, how Alexander Volkanovsky yeah. beat Max Holloway, where she has to use combos, keep the distance, and she has to kind of play the point system where maybe it's not the flashiest and it's not the most entertaining, but it's the most effective for her. You know what I mean? Where she kind of sticks yeah. one, two, three combo. You know, she throws you know, throws some kicks in there, mixes it up, throws Valentina off her game. She stays away from Valentina so she doesn't get caught or hit with anything, and she kind of rides out mm-hmm. that decision. That That's really the only way I see her doing it. I don't see her getting in a exchange where she can actually get in there throw a bunch of hands and then knock out valentina i i i don't see that happening so i see caitlin's only way of winning it is where she has to she has to fight technical man and you know watching the countdown you know ray longo a lot of her coaches feel that she can fight that way and that looks like maybe the strategy they're going with i don't know man valentina like joe rogan says she is an assassin man She's a Russian spy. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what everyone's, that's, like the, that's like the joke online. She's the spy. But I uh, I don't know, man. Caitlin, her, her her last loss was a split decision to Jessica I, dude. And I love Jessica I. Uh, she's, I've been a fan of hers for a long time. I used to bounce with a guy who trained with her out of Ohio. And 
Uh, so I've been a fan of her for three years, but the, 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 the level of distance between the two was, it was clear. It was clear as day watching that fight. So hopefully she's gotten a lot better since that. She's learned from that loss, but I just don't see Valentina losing. The next fight that Valentina, I'll be worried for Valentina is if she fights um, Weili Zhang or something like that. That's the only time I'll be a little bit concerned. And even then, I still think Valentina would beat her. So yeah, I mean, I think the only, the only fight that Valentina that has fought that I think that is a close competitive fight will be Amanda. That's the only one. She'll have to step up and wait for that one. I don't know if she will, though, because she'll have to go up. Yeah. Oh, they'll do it again. They have to. Because the last fight, I don't I don't think she lost that fight to Amanda. That was close. Time. That could have gone either way. Amanda. I mean, it was split. I mean, that's really the only one you look yeah. at, you know, when Amanda's most recent fights where, you know, it could have been like, all right, you know, that was really – that was competitive. That So, I don't know. The super fights, what they're talking about with Valentina. I mean, will we – I mean, saying she, she has a couple more good fights that are coming up, though, man. I mean, she has Joanna coming up, and then she – I think you have – I could see her running it back with Andrea, or then if Rose beats Andrea, I could see that fight happening, you know? So she still yeah, has to win those yeah. fights because that's still a competitive weight class. So I see her, she has to win those couple, she has to have a couple title offenses in that weight class before she steps up and try to fight Valentina. Like Valentina even said that in, uh, on the Media Day interview. She was like, you know, that, that's an interesting fight, but she's like, I still feel that she has a lot of competition in her weight class before she, you know, steps up and we do that fight. So I have to agree with that. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I got Valentina inside too, man. I think she'll finish her in the second round. Um, I think towards yeah. the end of the first round, she'll hit her and she'll rock her. And then the second round, I think she'll uh, she'll come out and just finish her in the second early in the second round. I see a finish uh, TKO for Valentina and she retains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what do you nice. think about the uh, well the homecoming for uh, the Beast, Derek Lewis, man? Oh, I have Derek Lewis winning. <laughs> I have Derek Lewis winning. I love Derek Lewis, dude. I, I, I think, love Derek uh, Lewis. I mean, what? Der- inside one? <sighs> I don't know about that, but because just because Latifi seems really small to be fighting at heavyweight. But, but that, like, that's he just that, seems... I know. He seems very small, but it seems like for some reason he's durable. And, like, I'm just like, man, I do not. Could you? I mean, what if he goes in there and pulls the upset on Derek? I'll be sad. I'll be sad. Because I, I love Derek Lewis, man. He's awesome, bro. Like, I don't know. He's so funny. But uh, he, and he's, a, he's a good fighter, too. He's, he's good. He's just, he has, a, he has a great story, too. He went to, he, he's redeemed himself. You know, he was in, pri- he went to prison, I think. And then he got out and he was like, all right, I need to fight and make some money. And he did. And he's also a good person. I, I know that I just said he went to prison, but he, when the, the hurricane happened in Houston, he was out there in his truck saving people. I, I think he's a, uh, just a good person. So I think. Um, I'm a fan of Derek Lewis, but I uh, I think Derek Lewis knocks him out with an uppercut, dude. I, I really do because he's so he's a shorter guy. I think he'll try and get inside, and then Derek Lewis just hits him with an uppercut. Nice. Over. Also, did you see the video on Derek Lewis's Instagram of someone saying that it was a, it was a professional boxer that said he could knock him out because he was an MMA fighter, and Derek Lewis just whooped the shit. I did see that. Yes. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's going to look like that on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going with I'm going with the beast for the finish. I think Derek wins. Um, I'm picking this one also inside two rounds. <laughs> I know, I know the second round is like our like favorite thing right now on this podcast, but I'm going, um, I think Derek in the second, I could see him doing it in the first, but I think, um, I think I going to be a little hesitant. He's not going to, he's going to make Derek like kind of chase him. I think like you said, he's small. I think he's durable and he's strong even for a, for a smaller heavyweight, but I think he's, I think his strategy is to try to kind of maybe gas Derek out and then somehow, you know, then he's going to try to get in there and get the win and try to try to get the decision on him. 
I, I just think yeah. Derek's going to be fired up. He's coming home to Houston. He's going to have the whole crowd behind him. Big, big fan base for him. Mm-hmm. I, I just think he's going to – I think he'll take the dub inside his house. And, you know, inside, inside Houston, man, I think it's going to be him. I'm going second round. I wouldn't be surprised if he beats him in the first, though. But, I mean, I'm going – I'm picking yeah. – I pick second round on paper. Yeah. Yeah. What if uh, – so so let me ask you this. What do you think if Derek Lewis just starts starching people and then Engano wins the belt and they have to do that rematch? Well, I, honestly, man, I think – you know, you know here, here's a great, great case in point with two guys that, well, definitely with Francis. Francis learned a lot from the Stipe fight, and then he learned in that Derek fight as well. He was very, very hesitant. If you've watched Francis's last three fights, he has been an absolute assassin, monster, a predator, like his nickname, whatever you want to call it, whatever. Dude, he is starching guys. I'm talking like he's not even letting them get past like a minute, two minutes. Like he's just in there going after it. You know what I mean? Now, the next, the fight next yeah. month with Rosenstruck, I am looking forward to that fight because that, in my opinion, everyone, you know, Norm, I was talking to Norm like a week ago, and he's like, man, I just hope it's not like the Derek Lewis Francis fight where that was like one of the worst heavyweights fight ever. I said, no, the way Francis has fought is, is as really, you know, come back and he's kind of in this new mindset. Yeah. I don't see Francis being hesitant like that. He said in that fight, he said the fight against Stipe really humbled him. He said leading up to it, he was coming off the big knockout over, over, over Reem. You know, he wasn't really, he, he was training, but he also was letting a lot of distractions get in the way because he was main eventing. He said, just felt like, you know, I needed to be humbled and Stipe did that to me. And then the fight against Derek, he said he was very hesitant because he didn't want he he never came he's never in his career took back to back losses so I just think this Francis is a new it's it's a new breed of Francis I just think he's in a killer mindset man where he's like you know what I'm not doing judges anymore I'm gonna try to hurt people I'm gonna try to finish them and I'm gonna win the title and honestly I would not mind seeing that fight ran back when the time is right and if both guys are on that streak you know yeah yeah no I because Fran- Francis I, need, I, Francis I, needs I, he needs to get that fight back. <laughs> Yeah, and also it's because Francis just fought Stipe, and he was probably his confidence was probably destroyed well, out of that. That's fight, what I was so. saying. He even, I mean, if you look at his interview, I mean, he he even says it. He said the Stipe fight really humbled me because leading up to it, he was like, you know, I was very, you know, cocky and conf- overconfident, and I wasn't really in my right mindset. And he was like, you know, I I really kind of overlooked, you know, Stipe. And he, if you watch that fight back, I mean, Stipe really outfought him, and he ate he ate Francis shots, and he and he fought it. If they fight the rematch. Mm. It could be a it could be a totally different fight. We'll never we will have to wait and see on that. But I really think if Francis and Derek, they need to run it back for both of them. I know Derek got the win, but knowing how Lewis is as a fighter and his personality, I know he's not comfortable with the win. I mean, I know a win's a win, yeah. but knowing Derek Lewis and how he likes to give the fans the fights and this and that, Derek Lewis, you know, what's his, Derek Lewis is a BMF. He's a bad motherfucker. Sorry for my language, everybody, all the young listeners out there. But come on, Derek Lewis is a BMF. You know, he's de- he's just like cowboy. He's yeah. like cowboy Cerrone. He goes out there to fight for the fans and to put a show on. And it's just like, maybe I don't have the, you know, the best technique. I'm not all around with cardio, wrestling, whatever. But you know what? I'm going to give the fans a show. They all came here to pay to see me try to hurt somebody. Killed or be killed. Let me go out and do it. And Francis is that type of fighter, too. If the time is right and those guys both meet again, they definitely both got to run it back. Because I know they both want that fight back. Because they both want to finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Happy birthday, Derek Lewis, by the way. I know you're not listening, but happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, everybody. Yes, and he's not going to be 47. He's going to be 35, Ariel Hawani, which is trolling. So if, you know, you guys saw Ariel's post, Derek Lewis is not going to be 47. He's 35, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's not really, you know, he's not that. 
even if he is 47, he's still a scary, he's still a very scary 47 year old if he was, but um, yeah, man, it's going to be, you know, it's the UFC is bringing a lot of the heat, man. I mean, the, the 46 UFC 246 and UFC 247, you look at the undercards, the prelims, not a lot of big, big names, but it's a lot of guys that are, they're, they're building up and have the potential to be great later on down the road, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, they're bringing with 248, 249, you know, we're going to bring the heat, obviously, because, you know, we have the, the big fights that are coming up in March and April. They're going to be loaded stack cards. So that's really going to be when they showcase, you know, a lot of the big name talent. But a lot of the, you know, the 246, 247 undercards, it's a lot of new talent that they're putting out there for the for the fans to see. And I'm a fan of it. I think Dana and them are doing it right because now it's the new ESPN era. And, you know, you kind of want to put more faces and names out there so we all, um, you know, those, those guys all get a chance and they can start building it up. And I, do you ever, did you see the, the early prelim fights? All three of those are all uh, Bantamweight fights. So they're really trying to, you know, build some talent up in that division, which, you know, I think the lighter weight classes, man, 45, 35, and 25, build some solid names and contenders. There could be a lot of good fights in those, you know, weight classes going forward. Especially the 25 now oh. with, you know, Cejudo not, you know, vacating the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, man. The, the cards are going to yeah. be amazing the next four or five weeks. Yeah, I know we have four four weeks in a row of UFC. I think after this week. So, yeah, uh, we have. Uh, we're, we right. have. Yep, you're absolutely right because we got what we have. This one, two forty seven. Then we have next week. We have Corey Anderson and Jan fighting, and then we have a fight that is going to be a phenomenal lightweight. We got. Dan uh, Hooker, yeah, Felder, yeah, yeah, exactly. Paul Felder and Dan Hooker, absolutely phenomenal fight for hardcore fans and just fans of mixed martial arts. And then, of course, after that, we have the showdown at middleweight between uh, Israel, the last style Bender, and then, of course, uh, Yoel Romero. Um, well, well, no, there's a fight in between that one. It's it's uh, Benavidez and oh, the other guy. You're right, you're right. I totally forgot about the uh, the vacated flyweight title. I totally forgot about that. It's going to be in Norfolk, Virginia, too. Yeah, that fight, mm-hmm. and then you had the two forty eight, and then of course, then we have the Columbus ESPN card with Francis and uh, Rosenstroop. After that, and then of course, going into April, we get ready for uh, Tony and Khabib. If if cross our fingers, so cross good. our fingers, right? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's so good, man. The, the, these fight cards are so and good. Honestly, like, man, oh I'm telling you, I think Dana's going to bring the heat, man, for the for the summer. If we get if we get uh, Jorge and Usman in July. I think we're going to get a Connor fight in June, man. Yeah. That 248 card is spicy, bro. <laughs> man, I, I, yo, do we have any more news on Jared Cannonier? Do we have an opponent yet? He's calling out. He said Darren Till is iffy, and he said, let's fight Calvin then. No one's – they haven't booked him a fight yet, man. Well, I saw Till, like, respond and said, we're waiting on the UFC is what he said. So, now, I don't is know. The UFC, are, is the UFC hesitant? Do they not want to, like, kind of throw Till out there just in case if there's, he loses that fight again? And they're just like, damn it, we rushed him again. I mean, I think that that's probably what it is. But I also thought they were trying to put Till on the London card. That's why I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> um, what's going on with that? But I mean, that card still is good, bro. You have Izzy Yoel, which is oh, such the a two, good the fight. two, the two, the two title fights are amazing. Uh, uh, Zhang and Joanna, and then Derek Derek Brunson versus uh, Shabaznian, which is a he's a straight he's a prospect that could be a champion one day. So. That's a Ronda. That's, he's a Ronda uh, protege. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and uh, Sugar Shane O'Malley's back on Your that Your boy, so, Sugar know, Shane? Yeah, yeah Sugar Sh- the Sugar Show, baby. Sugar Shane O'Malley, baby. So I'll be uh, pumped for that. And uh, 
Also, I'm, I'm excited for Kevin Lee, dude. Kevin Lee and Charles Oliveira, I'm excited that's for. A, so. That's, in, that's in April, though, right? Yeah. Uh, no, like, it's it's the week after um, Izzy and you wrote. You wrote oh, and then, and then it's the Columbus card, and then it goes into April, yeah? Yeah. It's uh, Well, no, it's Izzy, um, Yo- Yoel, Lee Oliveira, Woodley Edwards, and then it's uh, – um, Yeah, we got four fights in uh, March, yeah? That's we got four crazy, fights this bro. one, too. Oh my god. Yeah, my so Saturday crazy. night my Saturday <laughs> nights are all UFC, man. I I can't do anything, man. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean that's that's how I look at it too. I'm like, all right, man, if I want to do something, I'm going out. I'm doing something Friday because Saturday I'm I'm just chilling for the next like The joys of being two or the three joys of being there. a UFC fight fan. Yes, yes, save money, baby. Save money. Hey man, they're gonna they're, I'm telling you though, if everything falls into place and no one pulls out and we don't have injuries, there there are gonna be some good fights. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, it's gonna be, um, dude. It's gonna be interesting. But Saturday, man, it's gonna be it. Two forty-seven week, man. Yes, Reyes and two. He's going Reyes and two. All right, it's locked in. I'm going to post this for all the listeners to hear. Ark, that was a great breakdown prediction of why you picked Dominic Reyes. Um, so nobody can like troll you for it later on and just say you're, you know, being. I'm sure they will. I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's I'm picking a guy that to beat the, the goat essentially. So I mean, it's uh, uh. I don't know, or whatever, dude. I mean, I, I I I can take the heat, but I'm telling you right now, Ray isn't too. It's you're going to be like the modern day guy that picked uh, Buster Douglas back in the day against Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh God, dude. Nah, the underdog is too too. If if it was like an underdog like like that, then I put my money down. But, <laughs> I think I think I think Douglas was like plus one eighteen hundred, I think, or something <laughs> like that. So. <laughs> you buy a house with that one. That, but, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's kind of like Andy Ruiz. And Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. Well, dude, it's uh, it's always good to have you on, man. And uh, I'll definitely have you on again. I'll definitely have to have you on, man, if Reyes wins. Yeah, if Reyes loses, I'll probably never be invited back on this podcast. No, nah, I mean, I'll get, I'll get I'll get your input again, again, obviously. I'm going to have Norman on in the show. I, you know, if Jones wins, I might have to have Norman on. And i definitely going to have to get Jordan on again soon as well. Um, but if Reyes does win, Ark, you are guaranteed back here next week, man. No doubt about it. Yes. No doubt about it. Yes. So, yes. well, you know, everybody else, we're on Apple Podcasts now. Just search the Blake Gibbs Show. That's on there. Anchor, Spotify. Um, give us, a, you know, like, feedback, comments, everything. Let me know what you guys want. We're doing it all, man. We're doing it all. I have another podcast special on the way tomorrow. After the weigh-in, I'm going to post the uh, Izzy and Yoel the quick reactions of it. Also, press conference tomorrow for that fight, too. So Izzy and Noel are both going to be at the press conference tomorrow. Should be uh, maybe 30, 45 minutes or so. They're going to be uh, face-to-face for the first time. So I'm looking forward to that. We definitely got to check that out. That is going to be tomorrow. I believe that's 5 o'clock Eastern time. So that is going to be, uh, what is that, 2 o'clock Western time, I believe, right, Pacific? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So um, definitely uh, – Everybody check that out. It's going to be the first time that we see Izzy and Yoel face-to-face. So uh, be on the lookout. I'm dropping a segment tomorrow, uh, roughly about 30, probably 30 to 35 minutes. Quick little segment on um, initial thoughts for Izzy and Yoel. So, Ark, my friend, good luck on Saturday with the Reyes pick. If you win, you are a genius, sir, and you, uh, you picked a lottery ticket for the year, man. <laughs> But we'll see. Lose, like I said, man, you already said you're ready to you're ready to get trolled if you do lose, though. So hey, I, I mean it is what it is. 
It is what hey, it man, is. life's all about taking risks, man. Fear got no, fear got you know it, it got nobody anywhere. So you're you're doing it, bro. Reyes too. I love it. I love it. All right. Thank you, Art, for being <laughs> on. And if Reyes wins, you are guaranteed here next week, my friend. All right. All right. I'll, I'll clear my schedule. All right, my man. You have a good one. All right. I'll talk to you, bro. Later, brother. Later. Later.